Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. to see you smile at your neighbor, man. It makes you feel better. It makes them feel better. Come on, not a creepy smile, not one of those. Come on, smile at them. Amen. Good to have you this morning. Wow. How many just feels Jesus in this room right now? Feels the presence of God. Amen. He's with us right now. He's so good. And I tell you, we just want to welcome you again to Faith Renewed. Just uh, make yourself at home today. It could be your very first time worshiping with us here. And we just want to say we're glad you're here. Glad God sent you here today. Maybe first time online as well. But Faith Family, do what you do well. Let our first time guests know you love them. Would you please do that? Amen. Let them know it. Amen. Amen. Before we jump into the Word, I just want to take a moment to recognize uh, a gift that I've been given, and uh, that is my lovely bride. I am celebrating with her today. 29 years of marriage today. Amen. Happy anniversary to that beautiful gift. Amen. She's gracious. I'll just put it that way. Amen. She is gracious. Amen. Come on. I mean, she is gracious. But hey, do this. Anybody bring a Bible to church? Resurrection Sunday. I hope you did. Come on. Amen. We love the Bible here. Grab it, and if you would, and go with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. And uh, Pastor Andrew opened with a verse from this passage. And so we want to zero in again on that and how the power, again, that's in the resurrection. But um, as you turn there, I just want to remind you or even let you know, maybe for the first time, we have a version event taking place each week. And so if you use the version Bible app, which is a great app, by the way, you can click there on that. In that bottom right, click on more and then events and follow right along with me. Amen. Well, if you've got it already, if you just go ahead and just say, I got it. I got it. Well, let's read verse 1, Matthew 28. It says, now after the Sabbath... As the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. We were singing about that a moment ago. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. I like that. Uh, you, I mean, you may not have, that may do nothing for you, but I like that. I, I think that angel was bad. Amen. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Part of the gospel message. But he is not here, for he is risen. Come on. As he said, tell your neighbor, he said that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. As he said, so come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I've told you. Verse 8, so they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' words. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. Anybody met Jesus in this room? Come on. If if you've never met him, I'd love to introduce you to my friend Jesus. Amen. He will change everything. And they met him 
that day. And Jesus met them saying, rejoice. That's what the resurrection should do for us. Amen. Calls us to rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Man, I love the resurrection. Don't you? Amen. Let's pray. Let's talk to Father. Father God, we thank you for today for just, again, Lord, just visiting us in this room, Lord. As we gather in your name, Lord, your word promises that you're in the midst. And so, God, I thank you that you're here. I thank you that you're with us. And I thank you for resurrection life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I don't know about you, but growing up, did you, um, like, ever when your parents would tell you to do something or maybe answer a question or whatever, and um, they, they answered it maybe in a way that uh, you didn't like or whatever, and uh, they, they said something of you and um, told you to do something maybe or whatever, and, and you answered them with a word. Um, the word is, why? All right, why? Um, now, uh, now, for me, uh, you know, that typically would happen when they would tell me no. All right, is that not how it works? You know, you know, very rarely do we ask for something and then they do it for us and then we'd be like, well, why are you doing that? Come on, no, let's be honest. I mean, it's a church, I know. It's Easter and we gotta be... You know, but, but, you know, they tell you to do something and, 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 you know, or ask you something or they answer you with a no. And you're like, why? You know, why? Um, now, just be honest. Who did that growing up? Who, who asked you? Who asked the parents? Like, why? All right. I mean, it just, yeah, you're real. I like that about y'all. Amen. All right. Now, now, who had kids and got paid back? Amen. All right. Come on. We got, we're honest in this room. All right. Young people, if, if you raise your hand the first time and you have raised, it's coming. Just wait. Hang on. You'll, you will see one of these days what I'm talking about. But it's, it's one of those things that we ask questions sometimes. We get special when we don't like the answer. But I think why is not a bad thing to talk about. I think why, matter of fact, is very important. And uh, today we're, we're actually doing this. We're kicking off and launching a brand new series today called simply that word, why. And uh, we're going to answer some questions. And so what I love is you're here, and so you're batting a 1,000 in this series. You haven't missed a message in this series yet. So I encourage you, just keep that going. We're going to be hanging out here again next week. But I encourage you on this. As we look at this today, we look at why, and it's, again, a supported word, the definition, the cause, reason, or purpose. Now, your parents probably, you know, answered you with a cause, reason, or purpose, and that cause, reason, or purpose was because I said so. Come on, y'all heard it. Some of y'all didn't heard it. Some of y'all said it. Because I said so. Now, I want to go deeper than just because I said so today. I want us to look at today things that we see in Scripture. And this series is going to be doing this. It's going to be answering some whys about faith or new. And uh, maybe you're new here and you wonder, like, man, why do they do that? You know, I've never seen that before. I wonder why this happens. You know, why we're structured the way that we are and why do we do what we do? Because the why is so important. And so we want to try to look at the why. A very, very popular, well-known quote by a guy named Mark Twain said this. He said, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. 
<laughs> That's good. All right. Now, I, I, I want to do this. I think, I think Mark left out a very important word in that. And I, this is my quote, and y'all can tweet that or Facebook this if you like. Uh, I stole part of it from him, all of it actually, but one word. Uh, I added, it says, two, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born again. Amen. And the day you find out why. So again, if you are born again and, and maybe today you become born again, why? What does that look like? What all does this mean? And so you're going to learn that it's going to be a great time together as we disciple and, and just dig into God's word. So I want to do this. The first why that I want to try to answer today, just the best that I can, and I will not do justice to Jesus, but today I want to look at and answer why Jesus why is it him? Why is he the one that we follow? And today, this is Easter Sunday. This is Resurrection Sunday. And we do this. We kind of zero in and on that kind of the resurrection story. And I love it. And it's beautiful. But I want to go further than that this morning. I don't want to just look at the resurrection story. I want to look at the one who was resurrected. Come on, amen. Because we can come talk about a resurrection, but if you don't meet the one who is resurrected, nothing will ever change in your life, amen. But when we get to know him, when we get to know the why, and for us, it's why Jesus. And so this is what we mean when we say Jesus. And so this is from our website. If, you, if you've ever looked that up or if you come to a faith track, you'll learn more about faith or new. But this is our why and this is what we believe about Jesus. And so we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only begotten son. And you can read this right there on what we believe in that section about us. And so we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God the Father, conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and he lived a sinless life, provided for atonement of our sins by his death on the cross, was resurrected after three days. He ascended back to the right hand of God the Father, and he ever lives to make intercession for us. Amen. So that's the Jesus we're talking about today. That's the one. There are, there are cults out there who may use the name Jesus. And, and when they say that name Jesus, they're not talking about this Jesus. We believe he's God. We believe he is part of a triune Godhead that come from heaven to earth. That's the Jesus we're speaking of. And so he is the only Jesus that can save. Amen. And so again, today I want to do this. I want to look at a few things when we think about Jesus. And I hope to answer a couple of the wise about why we do this, why we follow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and his name is Jesus. And first of all is this, it's because of what he said. Amen? You know, our parents say again, because I said so. That was, I was going to say, because he said so. Amen? All right, but because of what he said, and I love this, Jesus said some very important things. He, he made statements and he made some outrageous kind of like, I mean, like way out there comments and, and, and said things about himself if you have never met him or strange to you. So if you've like read the Bible, you're like, man, I don't, that's too far out there. I don't believe that. I'm like, man, that's just too much. I can't go that far when it comes to Jesus. I, I encourage you to do this, meet him. Because it'll all make sense. Now, again, at Revelation, him is an ongoing work. We've learned that through our last series of Revelation. But, but what's cool is, man, all of those things he said, all of those claims, man, he says some big stuff. 
On Friday, man, it was Good Friday. And, and if you were able to be here for our Good Friday worship night, whoo, I mean, it was, a, a man, just the presence of God was with us so strong. He, and I love it, man. He just comes in the room with us sometimes. And, and he just sat down. And, and this is what we hear that's that day. I, I kind of talked about what Jesus said on that night when he took the communion, the Last Supper, with his disciples. Because they had been doing this for a thousand years. They had been over a thousand years. They had been celebrating the Passover meal together. And so they had been doing this. They had been uh, celebrating this Passover meal. And then as they had been doing that for over a thousand years, now Jesus comes up and he steps onto the scene and he does something that day that changes everything. I mean, this day he walks onto the scene when they're having a Passover meal and he stands up on that day and he says this, now this, this bread that you're about to receive representing me. This, this blood, this, this, this wine, this juice, whatever that you're about to drink is representing my blood. Now, again, if, if you've never met him, crazy stuff. You know what I'm talking about? That's just like, wow, man. As a matter of fact, he actually made a comment like that prior to this day out on a mountainside. He told them, he said, man, you're going to have to eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. And it was wild, man. They were people who had come gathered around thousands and thousands of people because they were loving the miracles of Jesus. Amen. And I love the miracles of Jesus. He still does them. Amen. Over and over, we heard an incredible testimony last week. But Jesus got up, and he was man, doing all these things, and people were gathering. And then he gets up, and he makes that kind of statement. What? And he does that because of this, because he now became the Passover lamb that day. He made a statement that was outrageous. He said things, again, that were so different than anyone else. He made claims and said stuff because we have people like, man, in history, like Muhammad, who would say, listen, follow me and I will show you the way. We have people like Buddha who was like, man, come, follow me, and let me teach you the truth. Not Jesus. That's not what he said, because he stands up, and he doesn't say, man, I'm going to teach you the way. I'm going to show you the way. He makes the outrageous claim in John 14, 6, and he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And I'm like, man, I mean, again, if you've met him, that makes sense. But today, if you're like, man, man, that's outrageous. But he said these things, man. He said outrageous stuff. He said things kind of like over and over. We have been going through the book of Luke on Wednesday nights for like uh, 16 months now, bro. 16 months. And it has been wild, man, as we sat down and just read as the things that Jesus was saying red letter. And so if you've never, like, man, really read the Bible much, you're like, man, where do I start? What, what, what does this look like? Man, start reading the Gospel of John. Read the, read the red, red letters of Jesus. Start learning more about what he says because, again, he says some amazing things. So why Jesus? Because of what he said. No, we're not going to stop there because, again, that kind of takes you back because I said so. Now, I love this because the second thing that God put on my heart is not only what he said, it is because of what he did. Amen. Now, have you ever, like, been around someone and, like, um, 
maybe you live with them. I don't know. Are just it, they're a part of your life, or maybe are you just you've been around them. Let's do it that way. Let's be safe. Amen. This church. You've been around someone, and they say a lot of stuff, but they never like actually do it. Now, if you're sitting beside them, don't say amen right now. I'm telling you, just keep looking ahead. I feel the amen corner coming, rising up in this place. Amen. But, and, you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever been around those people again? I've seen that. About, man, people come in, Pastor, man, well, I'm ready to do We're going to do this. We're going to change. We're going to do this. And then, man, we're changing the world. I'm like, man, where are they at? They said, wait a minute, but this is, this is not Jesus. We miss it. We fall short. And thankfully, man, God is so good and gracious to love us and forgive us. But this is what we know about Jesus. He said it. And then he did this. He came onto the scene and did exactly what he said he would do. He backed it up down to every dot. The Bible says every, 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 every little small detail. Jesus backed it up. And I love this about Jesus because, man, we saw this. It was prophesied, man, oh, man, so far before Jesus ever came on the scene. And then Jesus does this. He comes down from heaven to earth. One of the names we call him is Emmanuel, that God is with us. And so, again, we see that. We see, and we just, again, remembered it on Friday. The man that Jesus, that same Jesus, came and gave his life. He died for you. He got on a cross for you. But he did this. He didn't stay dead. He was resurrected. On the third day, and right now he's alive. Amen. Right now he's living, and he is hearing this. He's with us right now, and I'm so thankful. And we learned this in our last series. Guess what? He's coming again. Come on, he is coming again. But we put our hope in this. We put our faith in this. Now, Paul does this. Paul was an apostle of Christ. I mean, he wrote, man, I mean, so much of the New Testament. And he said this in 1 Corinthians. And it's such a powerful passage. I, I encourage you to study all of 1 Corinthians, man. So good. And second. And the rest of the Bible. But it, verse 14. We don't have much time. Y'all got to go eat hot eggs here in a little bit. All right. Verse 14. And if Christ is not risen. So think about this right now. So if Christ is not risen then our preaching is empty. If he's not risen, our faith is also empty. That means this, right now, we're wasting our time. And some of you are like, man, I, I kind of feel that way. Oh, man, let me introduce you to him. Oh, let me introduce you to Jesus. It'll make sense then. But I love this. And he says, man, if he had not, so we put our hope in this. We put all of our faith and trust. We believe in this message that Jesus did this. He was resurrected and that he is alive today. We have put everything. It all hinges upon that. Now, I had, I had someone who was, we had a mutual friend on Facebook. And man, they found out I was a pastor and they wanted to do this. They wanted to have a conversation with me and they wanted to kind of talk about, you know, Jesus and those types of things, but they had a stipulation on it. Now, I, I think it was more going to be a debate or whatever, but uh, they, they said this. They said, man, I, I'll, I'll be willing to sit down with you. I was like, man, I'll buy you coffee. I'd love to sit down with you. I'd love to talk with you. And they said, I'll have a conversation with you, but you can't use the word faith or I believe. Well, I was like, well, bro, we're wasting our time, man. All right, I mean, because again, I, because this is what I believe. But I love this. What I believe and our faith, it's not a blind 
crazy, like doesn't make sense. If you really study, because this is why I'm not good at this. And so I actually wrote this down and wanted to share something with you from someone who does this well. And uh, there's an apologist out there. Um, He wrote a book called, uh, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Think about that for a second. Uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. His name's Frank Turek, and he has a lot of base, and he does this well. But I, I love something he did. I, I love something he said. He, he made this statement, and he talked about why he believes in the resurrection of Jesus, why he follows the Bible. Because some of us, maybe you're here, like, man, somebody drug you here. Maybe you come, you cause, man, I feel like I had to come. It was, it was Easter. I had to do it. All right? I had to, had to show up. But now listen, I want you to see, man, and, and, and it, is, it is so big, it's so important. And this is what Frank says about the evidence of why he believes in the resurrection. Now, I love how he teaches. He, he does it in a way just simple, easy to understand. And he, does, he did this. He, he gave six E's as the reason of the testimony of why he believes in the resurrection of Jesus. So just, I'm going to go through them quickly. First of all, it was the early testimony. All right? So again, there's some who may believe, man, this Bible, maybe like, man, just, you know, like been in a place where I don't know if I trust that or believe that. That doesn't make sense to me. But do you understand, like, this was early testimony that came from these things. Some people like, think, man, the Bible was written, like, recently. This stuff goes so far back. They have documents from, like, 70 A.D. that have been found. They believe, again, from that time. And so, again, there is early testimony that would back up and actually be evidence. And so, again, I have faith, but, man, it's not just some kind of craziness. Man, there's, there's evidence here. He, he does this. He says, man, the second one is the eyewitness testimony. If you were here Friday and you saw what God did, if God did something for you today, or if he does something for you in a few moments and you see Jesus, nobody's going to be able to come up and say, no, that didn't happen. Come on. There's a dude has videos, puts up there like, so and something, 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 changed my mind. That's where I feel, man, about Jesus. Nobody's going to tell me. Change my mind about you. You can't. Because, listen, there are eyewitnesses, and I love this. The eyewitnesses here, man, you can read this over 140 details just in the second part of Acts alone and going into the book of John, man. So there's early eyewitnesses. There's also embarrassing testimony. Now, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Read the Bible. It's wild. Because, man, the ones who are there, the ones who wrote this stuff, man, they actually said some very embarrassing things about themselves. Now, the guys who, again, wrote this, again, the power of the Holy Spirit wrote it through them, but men wrote the Bible, and they are the ones who penned these things. Did you read what they said about themselves? The women went to the tomb. I'm going to let it sit for a second. Some of the ladies like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. They wrote this. It's embarrassing. Men wrote it. Women went to the tomb. We were scared. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all, some of the guys, y'all ain't saying nothing right now. Amen. You ain't saying a thing. But, but it's, it's wild. The, I mean, guys wrote this. Now, let's be honest. Most of the time, we're not that we're not really transparent, that open about the embarrassing things in our life. Man, you know, like, man, if, if it was like, was a made-up fairy tale, man, the guys wouldn't have said that. 
It had been like, man, we busted up in there, rolled the tomb away. Hey, man, poor Jesus out of the grave, man, and sat up on it. You know what I'm talking? Listen, I'm telling you, if, if, listen, if it, was, if it wasn't true, man, they said these things about themselves. And I've heard people was like, man, well, maybe the women wrote the Bible. Y'all do know it'd been like four times bigger. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Now the guy spoke up and the women's mad. All right, I'm just making everybody mad today. Amen. All right, I'm sorry. I apologize. Amen. <laughs> my bad, I did it, bro. Let me try to back out this thing quick as I can. All right, embarrassing testimony right there. All right, it was, it just happened. Embarrassing testimony. All right, number four, excruciating testimony. Do you know this about these guys? Those guys who were hiding when they, after they met Jesus, willing to lay everything down. Do you, I mean, do you know this? Again, this is what happens for us when we meet him. Th- those guys who were hiding and running and scared, who, who, who Peter denying him in front of, a, of, a, of a, a girl around a campfire, man, is standing up boldly proclaiming after he meets this Jesus, after he's filled with the Spirit of God, power, man, everything changes. And to the place, it, it was excruciating testimony because, man, some of these guys, man, beheaded, crucified, stabbed, stoned. They laid their life down. And so not only does it stop there, man, some of you are like, man, there is evidence and stuff. Maybe this is real. Verse, the fifth one is this. There is expected testimony. That means this. It means that there was Old Testament prophecy that was declared about the one to come, and that Jesus comes onto the scene and fulfills it. I encourage you, read Isaiah 53. I mean, it's just one of, I guess one of the greatest of the Dead Street Scrolls that have actually been found. A 24-foot scroll, again, that has been found. Man, this, there's so much out there. If you're doubting, man, stop down. There's so much here. And I love this. His sixth one, the final one was this. There was extra-biblical testimony. No, I'm not talking about, man, we trust something outside the Bible. But, man, there were things dating back. And they were, they were recorded. There are 10 ancient non-Christian sources written within 150 years of the time of Jesus by non-Christian authors that is basically coming in and backing up what these guys said. Listen, so, again, it's amazing. It's overwhelming. And this is what I love about Jesus. He said it, and he did it. Man, I'm, I'm thankful he did it. And the third one and final one this morning, it's just simply this. And on the why of Jesus around here, it's because of what he said. It's because of what he did. And finally, it's because of why he did it. And this is what I love about Jesus, man. He had a why also. He had a cause. He had a reason. He had a purpose just like me and you. And he fulfilled that and he knew the why. And I love it, man. I, I just, it's, a, it's a powerful thing to see someone operating in their why and know why they're here. And Jesus knew why he did it. And there's several, man. This could be like a series of things, but I just pulled a few out of, of things that we see of why he did what he did. And the first one is this. In John chapter three, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, it says this. It says that he who sins is of the devil. Now again, we know that. Guess what sin is and where it comes from. It's, that's the root of those things. And he says, for the devil has sinned from the beginning, and for this purpose, his why, why did Jesus come on the scene? For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He came, he showed up, he came onto the scene that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And so again, it's why he came. I love that. And so this is what this, is what this does for us. 
Because he came, the work of the devil that's trying to come into your life and mess with you, Jesus defeated that. And some of us, man, we're looking at things and we're wondering, man, why? And the why in your life is, man, why am I still struggling? Man, get in Jesus. Amen. He's defeated that. He has destroyed the work of the enemy. So when we're in Christ, we're free. When we're in him, man, we have all hope. And so he came for that reason. And I love it. He actually says it, man. It was for this purpose. This is why he shows up. And I love this because Jesus understood his why. We also see where Jesus did this. Jesus in John chapter 18, we see in verse 37, where he has been brought before Pilate. He has brought, been brought in before Pilate. And again, because of these claims that he made, the things that he said, the things that he was doing, he was messing up their, their religious system, and Jesus will do that. You might have been coming in here today expecting one thing, man, but Jesus will come in here and mess up your system today if you let him. And so he comes in, and now he did this. He was now getting ready to be crucified for us. And, and it's amazing. There are a lot of people who talk about, man, you know, again, who killed Jesus? And, and the answer is nobody. He did this. The Bible says he laid his life down. And he knew why. It was his purpose. It was his why. Because he's brought before Pilate. And this is, he asked him, well, are you a king then? And Jesus answered. And he said, you say rightly that I am a king. And for this cause, I was born. Think on it for a moment. That's why I came. For when he came to that place, getting ready to lay his life down for this cause I was born. Wow. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. And I love this. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Man, I tell you, I want to hear him. I want to know him. I want to know what moves his heart. I, I, man, and, and I love this. He knew why he came. But what, but what I love, again, there's so many of reasons that he came. But I, I just feel this today, that the, one of the most biggest, greatest moments and purposes of reasons and why Jesus did it and why he does what he does and why he came on the scene, he did it to bring me and you hope. Because this is what he said about himself in Luke chapter 19. Verse 10, he said it this way. He says, for the Son of Man has come. And he's come to seek and to save that which was lost. Why did Jesus come, man? What was his why? Me. What was his why? You. And, and, and I, tr- I promise you, Resurrection Sunday, man, it will never click until you realize it, man. He did it for you. He did that for you. And the why of Jesus is so important because, listen, without him, we're hopeless. Without him, we are helpless. Without him, we are in such great need. Amen. But I love this with Jesus and with him, man, conquering death, hell, the grave, all of those things. The why of Jesus can become so real and personal in your life. When you understand this, that he did this for you. 
I'm going to ask if you would to stand, please. And, and once you stand, if you don't mind, would you just take a moment and just, just bow your heads, close your eyes. Oh, man, the Spirit of God is just in this room. He's just with us today. And I love it. And, this, and the reason he's here is because he's living. Amen. And when we're talking about him, when we're singing to him, he hears that. Oh, man, I love that. Today, if you call out to him, if you cry out to him, listen, he hears you. You're not speaking, man. There's evidence here. There's so many things there. But listen, man, your, your faith can grow to a place, man, where it becomes so real to you. And, man, this is the why. The why of Jesus is you. The why of Jesus is me. And because he lives, man, we can face tomorrow. We can make it through our situation right now. We have hope. We have life. All of the things that Jesus brought with him. Oh, man, and I love it. And as you just bow your heads and close your eyes, I want to ask you this today. Man, are you ready? Oh, man, are you ready to see this Jesus face to face one day? Oh, man, we sung, we, 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 we sung about heaven last week. We taught about heaven, and we looked at the end of the book. Ah, oh, man, it's so good. Oh, when, when heaven comes, man, when Jesus makes his final entry to this earth. And what I want to ask you right now, man, are you ready to see that Jesus face to face? Oh, man, I love it. Can't wait. But you can see him now. You can know him now. Because he sent his spirit to come into this earth, to be here for us, to draw us to that relationship with him, to help us uncover, discover, and find our purpose in him. And so just as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, would you, just, would you answer that question to yourself right now? Are you ready to see Jesus face to face? Oh man, why, Pastor, why? Because it's so important that you know the answer to that question. The why is because, man, we have an eternal existence somewhere, as we learned last week. It's with God in heaven. It's a separation from God in hell. But, man, the why of Jesus, he came because of me. He came because of you. So, Father, I just thank you right now that you're here and you're listening and you know the heart of every person in this room, in this place right now. And may we be honest with you. May we be transparent and real with you. Just as the disciples got real in the word and were honest about themselves, may we be honest right now. May we be truthful about where we're at right now with you. I just thank you, Father, for what you're doing right now in hearts and lives. I don't know if you just sense it, but the Spirit of God is drawing people to him right now. Yeah, he's just drawing people to him right now. Don't resist that. Don't resist that draw of the Spirit. And I want to ask you this right now. Listen, are you ready to meet Jesus face to face? Do you know Christ? Do you have a relationship? Have you surrendered everything over him? Do you know, listen, if today he was to return, man, would you spend eternity with Jesus? Man, what about Resurrection Sunday? What about God taking the death thing in your life and bringing life into it, bringing hope into it? What greater day? So I'm not asking you right now, are you a member of this church? Are you a first-time guest? Are you a pastor, leader on a worship? Listen, I'm asking you, listen, are you ready to see Jesus face-to-face? Do you know, man, when that day comes, 
Oh, man, that you will step into a place called heaven. And his heads are by, eyes are closed. Listen, if you don't know that, if you're not sure of that right now, just right now, right where you're standing, raise up your hand as high as you can get it. Just, I'm not going to count. I'm not going to do the one, two. Now, listen, raise it up right now. If you say, man, I'm not sure about, man, what would happen when I see Jesus. And if your hand's not up, that means you're ready. That means there's not a doubt, Pastor. Man, you know, I know I am sure of heaven as if I'm already there. And so that means you're so sure. Or right now, you're rejecting Jesus. There's no other way to say that. There's no other way to put that. So right now, listen, if, if your hands not raised, listen, you're in a relationship with Jesus. And if you know him right now, would you just honor the resurrected king in this room right now? Yeah, would you just honor the presence of God in this place? <laughs> oh, man, we thank you right now for your presence. We thank you for being here in this room. Thank you for lives that are being changed and transformed as we turn to you, Father. Have you met Jesus? <laughs> Man, Father, I thank you right now, Lord. We're going to close this service out with one last song. And if you don't need to leave, I encourage you just to take these last few moments of this service, is this time together on this Resurrection Sunday to worship the risen God, to worship the risen King. And we love we love to do a lot of this. If you came down earlier, I just want to invite you to step out and just come and just find you a place to worship. We're just going to be praying and just worshiping God during this last song. And I also want to invite you to do this. There are people in this room, you have needs right now. Let's just be honest. There are a lot of people, you're going through some difficult times. And this is what, the, this is what a church is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be a family that gathers together, prays with you, prays for you, encourages you in your walk. And so we want to do this. If you, have a, if you have a need of any kind, during this last song, we just want to invite you to come. You can just find your place. You can kneel, and we're just going to pray. We're going to have prayer team that will be here gathered. They're going to be on each side of the stage. We have folks in the back. But listen, we want to pray with you if you have a need. And so if you have that during this last song, we invite you to come. If you're watching online, let us know how we can pray for you right now. Please let us know, and we'll do that. We won't just overlook that. We'll pray for those needs. But today you're here, if you don't have a need, and you know Jesus, man, let's worship and honor the resurrected King in this room today. Let's lift Jesus high. He's risen. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.